0: Welcome, everybody, to The Sound of Imagery. Imagery or imaging. Which one is it? Come on, Lee and Greg, you're here. Uh, I
1: like imagery. Imagery? Yeah, imagery is fine.
0: Okay, there we go. We've evolved. That's it. So this is our pilot episode, (laughs) and I'm here with Lee Herbert and Greg Cromie. Tell us about yourselves, gents.
2: You go first, Lee. Um, okay, so I, my name's Lee Herbert, as uh, Lee DePros mentioned. There's too many Lees on here. Um, yeah. I'm a filmmaker based in Melbourne, Australia. My company, Capture.inc, we do mostly uh, corporate and documentary work, and I also do a fair bit of training along the sides as well
1: in film and photography, and that's, that's pretty much me. Okay, nice. I'm Greg Cromie. I'm in Melbourne. I'm a photographer, blogger, author, uh, parent, cat lover, and uh, I'm the uh, the more senior and better half, better looking half of blogcontent.com.au with Lee the pros, That is, um, we do a lot of writing of content for anyone in the uh, in the photography and imaging business, really, and the That's like.
0: it, man. That's it. That's it. You are my better half. You actually fix all my spelling errors. So so glad to be in partnership with you on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ninety Nine.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, this, this little piece of th- uh, the podcast arena is actually, uh, we're just talking about tech. We're talking photography. We're talking videography, Apple, pretty much anything that, that looks awesome and piques our interest and some of the stories surrounding that. So uh, I wanted to kick it off guys and just talk about drones because I mean, these things are going to pick us up and take us everywhere. In, in, we're not going to have cars one day. And Sony's got that. Air oh, Peak you're talking S1. big drones. I'm talking big drones, and that's yeah. Sony's all about that with the Airpeak S1. Everyone's DJI yeah. sort of they are tattooed themselves with DJI, and they own several drones. I'm sure Lee, you own several. But um, what are your thoughts on this drone space?
2: I think I think it's I think it's I think it's great to see someone else coming into the space, um, particularly someone with the clout of Sony, because. Pretty much any drone you see these days, or at least any drone I see these days, is, is always a DJI. So it's always nice to see, you know, sort of a bit of competition come in. I'm not that convinced that this particular model from Sony is going to do particularly well because I'm really the the price is the thing that made me kind of sit up and go, "Excuse me." Um, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was in the sort of eight to nine thousand dollar range, which yeah. which I understand. Um, no, well, no, well, here's the thing, because this is not this is not a, a drone that has a camera built in. This is a drone that you put a camera on, you know. So yep. this is something that you would took, you know, you would put an FX three or you would put an FX six even on it, and you know, this is a, a very high end, professional sort of drone. You would have multiple operators. You'd have one person flying it. You'd have another person spotting, another person controlling the gimbal and the camera, and so on. The thing is, generally, they're already drones of that caliber being used at that level of industry. And they're normally a little bit bigger, and a little bit more expensive, but they're a lot more customizable and a lot more. I don't know. This, this, this drone sort of falls somewhere in the middle between those, but it's, I I don't get it to be honest in terms of Mm -hmm. like, like I understand the market, but I don't understand how this differs so much from what's already in the market where someone could spend another couple of grand and they get
1: something heaps better. And, optimize for what they need but are they trying to target people that just want a ready-made uh, pro you know cinematography quality uh, drone and when I say segment cinematography quality I'm talking about that it's capable of delivering that through the gimbal that it carries and what cameras it can hold that it's just a very simple solution compared to some of those more customizable models that are like you say a few thousand dollars more
2: I, I think it could be, but
1: if, I mean, I, I
2: know like, like, you know, Lee, you mentioned, I I probably have a lot of drones. I used to have quite a few drones and I actually sold them all because I realized that after crashing when, them oh, or what? No, no. Well, <laughs> one of them, one of them got stuck in a tree, but I wasn't flying it at the time. And then uh, Simon Pollock and I, you know, Simon very well. Um, yeah, yeah. We made an extent, we, we made like a 40 a foot pole by duct taping two uh, <laughs> like like a whole bunch of brooms and a whole bunch of poles we ductate them together and simon climbed halfway up the tree and nudged the drone i've got some footage of it it's awesome I'll, I'll i'll share it with you at some point um and it still worked which was amazing but that was many years ago that was the first one i digress um greg to your question i, I don't know i just like so what i was getting to is i when i need drone footage i hire a drone pilot you know, and they bring in their customized stuff and what have you. And at least from my, and again, I'm just one data point, but at least from my experience, they are very happy with the drones that they have and they don't want something that's, that's off the shelf. They want something that they can customize and they can build to order sort of thing. So, so that's sort of what makes me think, I'm not sure how this drone will fit in with that market. Maybe
1: this is not targeted at drone pilots for hire. Maybe this is it. Like, you know, like with cinema cameras that have become more consumer accessible, um, and especially a lot of the, you know, even the Sony office stills image cameras that have exceptional video quality, it's about making it more accessible to people that don't need to have a big production crew uh, who want to kind of, you know, be a a one-person-does-all operation. I don't know, it just it's, yeah. it just depends on where they how they actually pitch it as well in their marketing.
2: Absolutely. I, I I think it will be interesting to see where they pitch it. Um like again, like like when I saw it come out, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe I can convince myself to get one. And then I saw the price. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, I can't.
0: No kidneys yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. No, Apple's got all my kidneys.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they, they would have seen it a, a um Uh, a section in the market where they can actually capture essentially because DJI owns the consumer and almost pro consumer. I think this is really just for the pros anyone with like a C300 or as you said Lee with an FS6 that has the gear, but you know, doesn't want to buy an El Cheapo drone, but wants to fly their you know, massive payload. This is it. Um, I'm interested to know Greg, did anything capture your attention this week in the, imaging world?
1: Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked, Lee. It's not like I prepared something earlier. Um, there's a whole bunch of rumours going around. Uh, I don't oh. normally subscribe to rumours, but they do make for interesting reading and fun discussions. So I had a look at all the big brand uh, camera and lens manufacturers and there's a couple of uh, couple of rumours worth sharing. Uh, let's, have a, let's start off with Fujifilm because I'm a Fuji shooter. GFX 50s mark 2 mm-hmm. they're looking at mm-hmm. bringing out the most affordable gfx to date with with ibis uh they're saying that us it's going to be sub four thousand five hundred, which will bring it below the price the current price of the 50r which was more of the rangefinder style gfx that they brought oh, that's out would kill- that be, 18 that's- months ago
0: yeah that's certainly going to kill that off being medium format and mark II is always better than mark one it's like the sequel is yep. always better
1: than the first movie right uh, not not with police academy. Oh right, I'll pay Star that. Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, oh no, it's a different, it's a different, different kettle of fish that one. But yeah, definitely police academy. Uh, yeah. The second one was far worse. <laughs> uh, what else? I've never we seen. We do my... digress. Oh gosh, there's a whole string of them. Uh, the GF, also on the GFX line. They're looking to bring out a 35 to 70 millimeter kit lens on the cheap. Uh, which will be interesting because f- from what I understand, GFX don't ship with a-, a kit lens, unless you buy like a manufacturer, uh, sorry, a retailer assembled kit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that will make it more appealing, especially if they bring out a cheap 50 S and then a cheap kit lens, it's kind of a one-stop shop for people that are interested in medium format, but don't want to go up to a 10 K uh, you know, price just for a body like the, Mm. Uh, the the 10 s so, so uh,
0: 20 yeah. 28 mil Greek is that 28 mil in 35 mil terms?
1: 35? Uh oh gosh, I don't know on medium format with the Fuji GFX bring it down.
0: I think I think it's about that. So that's quite a nice yeah, of, it does bring it down. All, round, all round lens, yeah. Okay. Cool. It is a and nice what all-rounder. What about Sony?
1: Sony uh rumors that in September they'll drop the Sony A7C Mark II which is about a year after the original one came out, which is fairly typical for Sony. I think the A7C did well because mm. it came out It came out kind of at the, uh, you know, when uh, COVID lockdowns worldwide were really ramping up and people were looking for something they could use for streaming, for, you know, a webcam, for projects around the house, just a nice, simple little camera. Mm. Uh, and speaking of which, the, um, they've also announced the Sony ZV-E10, Uh, But that's been delayed uh, several times from what I've read due mostly to component shortages globally. And again, Mm. you know, there's speculation out there about this sort of thing. You know, I follow a lot of um, video game news, same sort of news with uh, the Sony PlayStation 5. Um, Mm. They're blaming components for... Yeah, They're blaming, you know, a shortfall in in available components and a particular chip that's holding back, you know, tens of thousands of units from going out to to angry sony fans so mm. if i can just add something there, yeah, um, yeah there's
0: a really cool video on youtube going around at the moment from cold fusion um Diego. um he is a producer of that video and uh, he goes into the full aspect of what this global shortage is um surrounding all the diodes um ah, okay. well, sorry the, the sensors around it and it's coming out of taiwan yeah. Um, I know Canon sort of, um, there was a story um, about ethics uh, for some of their workers during COVID as well, surrounding that where they had, I think it was six, uh, 300 or 600,000 workers coming into Taiwan just to basically um, keep up the workflow. But uh, they, wow. they had a lot of uh, lockdown restrictions for their workers where they, they basically have to board them and feed them when they're, when they're coming in. And yep. uh, when they're working for these Japanese companies, they uh, have all these strict restrictions where they, they literally live in their dorm, they go to work and they come back and there might be 11 people in the dorm, but they're not allowed to associate with their workers when they're back due to COVID and Canon sent out wow. a bit of a, bit of a story, um, <laughs> you know, an apology saying that their restrictions were a little bit too heavy. Um, but yeah, a little side tangent there. Interesting.
1: Very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um what about panasonic and things like that
1: yeah panasonic and like a couple of little things there there's a panasonic there's a rumor that there's going to be a panasonic uh an l mount 50 mil 1.8 potentially being announced tomorrow
0: mm, nice, cool. nice so that
1: will be interesting interesting uh for those of us that write for uh for you know uh, camera news and camera retailers we might be busy tomorrow prepping content for that um and speaking of the leica the m10 r uh, black painted limited edition which is an interesting name i do like the way Leica kind of fancy up simple things they're only making 2000 of these uh this is a rumor of course but two, they're only making a a, a limited batch of 2000 worldwide and they're going to be starting off somewhere around ten thousand US. Well, dentists need cameras, attention. yeah. They do need cameras, don't they? They do.
0: You're, you're yep. so right there. You're so right. Uh, maybe maybe they can use their enamel
1: to like paint the little letters of the the logo. I have no doubt that they do. Uh, <laughs> on the Canon front, a few RF lenses that are apparently going to be announced sometime in uh, one next week, which is a fourteen to thirty-five. Okay. Uh, F4 RF mount and three new RF mounts pa- the patent for three RF mounts have been listed in found in Japan. Uh, 24 mil 28 mil and 35 mil all F 1.2s. Nice.
0: they are just nice. They
1: are just patents. so you know they're more placeholder. Are
0: they are they available in the black
1: paint as well? The limited edition I don't think no
0: that's canon <laughs> they don't do black paint. No, I do black plastic. <laughs> ah okay like like everyone no it's not black plastic it's polycarbonate come on whatever it's plastic
1: <laughs> um and on the Nikon front finally uh Nikon I, I, and I've heard this rumor for a little while now but they're looking at set, they're set to announce sometime in the next few days uh a Nikon Z so Z mount retro inspired FC camera APS-C sensor uh, and to pair with that, they're looking at announcing a pair of pancake lenses. So the 28mm f2.8 and a 40mm f2 to go with that Nikon ZFC. So it's going to, from what the rumors say, you know, no one really knows, but um, very retro inspired kind of think, you know, Fuji XT line with some of the Olympus Pen. Mm. If you throw cool. those sorts of things together and Add some hideous bumps and lumps, it'll be a Nikon.
0: Yeah. I mean, these these rumors sites you got to take with a the grain of salt, but to be honest, over the years, they're they're having worked in the manufacturer side and also retail land, it's some of it's quite true, you know. uh, it's quite amazing. And and you would you'd experience this Lee on, you know, being an Apple fanboy. What's what's what about in the world of Apple? What's new?
2: Uh, I actually, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what's you know, Just talking about Apple Room. Actually, just before we go on uh, real-time follow-up, um, I've, I just double-checked the price tag on that Sony Airpeak drone um, in Australian is fourteen thousand dollars. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Okay. Yeah. So that's so, half a car. Yeah.
0: That yeah. So is. that's
2: if um, some of us, that's the entire car. Um, so yeah, that that, that 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 was the price tag that made me kind of go. I don't know who's going to buy that for that, but anyway, um, yeah, so in the, in the Apple world, there was a WWDC a few weeks ago, which was Apple's developers conference. Speaking of rumors, all the rumors were saying that uh, new notebooks were going to be announced and then they weren't, but there were rumors. So you can't believe everything people say on the internet. Um, but a lot of really cool, exciting stuff coming from, uh, you know, new software coming out for Macs, for phones, for tablets, um, for watches and so on. Um, some really interesting features around um, photo editing that they're building into devices and photo searching. So um, particularly on the Mac, you're going to be able to search for a lot more specific things. So like, you're not just a dog, but a dog called Fred or a dog with a white patch or something like that. Mm, Um, And and, and they've also introduced again, I, I I'm a data point of one. So I, it doesn't excite me, but they've introduced, they're introducing uh, watch faces with your own photos. Like it'll find your photos and you can create a watch face. Obviously they've done some research and people like photos on their watch. Good for them. Um, but it does this, cool, you know, how it does the cool sort of zoom in, zoom out thing. And they, they're doing oh, yeah. a, but, but the fake bokeh effect.
1: Um, Works for know, Mickey Mouse. On, on, on
0: the watch.
2: Yeah. Hey, like I said, you know, people got to make licensing money. Fair enough. Um,
0: <laughs> but will go to a screensaver and have their name like bouncing around <laughs> on their. Watch.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. What's really this is actually going to stuff up a little bit. To play uh, Snake.
0: If, if yeah, people yeah, tell, that's
2: if. Right. if if people turn it on, but if people have it on by default, it's going to stuff some people up because what people have done, which is actually really cool uh, up until now, because you, you are up until now you have been able to put a, a, you know, a photo on there. People have put on photos of like old Casio watch faces and things like that. So they, they've oh, used cool. the photo option to give them like a retro watch on their Apple watch, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So those, those are some of the sort of photography related things Um, coming out in the new operating system. And they're definitely making, they're giving developers better access to the LiDAR stuff as well. So Mm -hmm. for 3D scanning and things like that, you know, they they did some really cool demos in terms of, you know, you can bring up an AR app and see what, like really see what furniture is going to look like in your space before you buy the furniture. But And we've been able to do that for quite some time, but now it's going to be easier for the people who are making those uh, AR apps to scan the objects into 3d and create those 3d oh, models.
1: Cool.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I look forward cool. to, um, yeah. Wearing a watch and up on a watch. I think that'd be good. Carry around the time mm-hmm. with you. The day's Double, time. Hmm. Double time. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> and what about you, Lee? Anything uh, that you've seen in the week that's, that's piqued your interest? Um,
2: yeah, oh, there's, there, there were a few things. But was, I was on News Shooter. So News Shooter is one of my uh, go-tos for um, video stuff and things like that. Um, Adamus actually just came out with a really interesting device. Um, so Adamus, for those who don't know, they make um monitors for cameras, but they also the, the monitors act as recorders as well. And they've just well, they've announced this is very important because they've announced they haven't released. And Adamus is notorious for announcing things and going, It'll be out in July, and then you go, Where is it? They go, We didn't specify you. <laughs> um, so <laughs> They've announced this thing called, what was it called? Um, The Atom X cast, or as I'm sure our American friends will say, the Atom X cast, uh, which is basically (laughs) a... A thing that you plug your five inch monitor in the back of, and it's got four HDMI inputs and one HDMI output and USB C output. And basically it turns your five inch monitor into like a little ATM mini, not exactly, but sort of. And and this is Adamus and Blackmagic have an ongoing friendly feud. So they're always mm. trying to sort of outdo each other. So it it really adds a huge amount of functionality. Um You know, normally you would just get this five-inch monitor to monitor your footage and record it, but now you can actually use it in live stream environments as well. You know, so you can camera one, camera two, camera three, camera four, and you can switch them, put on um, lower thirds, company graphics, some really cool stuff. Again, I look forward to when it finally comes out. They've said it's shipping in July, um, but we we will see if that, actually does ship in july Mm. of 2021
0: that sounds Um, interesting it sounds like um almost an uh what do you call it a nasa a nasa desk where you've got all those buttons and and things that that you can switch between and Go to one, go to two, go to three. Ex- yeah,
2: exactly like that. So yeah, you can, you know, and it's you know supposed to work with uh, Zoom, um, you know, Facebook, all, all, all the live stream stuff. So um, if it works as advertised, it, it looks pretty cool um, and not too badly priced. Thing it was it was about four hundred US was the price. So that's um, okay. Not that's too not too bad. bad.
0: So yeah, tell me the scenario you'd use that in as as a single shooter. Um, yourself, what would you, how would you set that up?
2: Well, okay. So as a single, I mean, you, you'd probably want to use it more in the team, but as a single shooter, where I would use it is. So let's say for example, a client of mine, in fact, I'll give you a perfect example. We did this a little while ago. We use, I've got a, I've got a black magic 18 mini that we use for this, um, client is a medical company. And they just opened up a new medical facility and they had a big grand opening. And normally the executives would fly out from Sweden and Hong Kong to go to this, you know, new opening, but obviously no one can come here. So they wanted to live stream it and they've got the budget and they want to live stream it really nicely. So, and, and there's presentations going on and things like that. So we had, one camera at the back of the, well, we had two cameras at the back of the room, one locked off, just sort of like a wide showing the room, yeah. one with a camera operator so that they can, you know, follow the speaker and so on. Then we had another camera operator down in the front with a camera, with a wireless transmitter going back to the, the mixing desk um, so that when the person was demonstrating stuff on the on the table or whatever, you could zoom in as well. You get a really tight shot and then you had one person sitting there with this mixer going, right, well, I'm going to switch from the wide camera to the other camera at the back, to the tight camera. Oh, we need to see what they're focusing in on. We'll switch to the focusing camera. And all of this is switching live while the stream is going to YouTube.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: So so, so as a single shooter, you could set this up where you just had the cameras locked off and you're just sitting at a desk and you, and you literally, while it's streaming, you go, cool. Another example is if you had like a QA. and a so if you had four, three or four people sitting on a on a stage talking to each other, you have one camera on each of them, and as different people speak, you just go to camera one, camera two, camera three, camera four to switch between the different speakers.
0: Nice, very nice. Hmm, okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense for four hundred bucks US, I imagine.
2: Well, well, of course that connects to the. monitor. So obviously, but, but a lot of people, I mean, like I've got, I've got three of those monitors. So, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of people have this monitor anyway, and this just adds a whole new dimension of
0: functionality to it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think uh, it's been a very interesting week and uh, it's really good to hear your stories, Greg and Lee. Um, I'm going to, for our pilot episode, I'm going to call it uh, a wrap as they would say in the industry. That's a wrap. Um, Thank you very much for joining. This has been Lee, Lee and Greg for Sound of Imagery.